Glad to have you back. Welcome one, welcome all. Reminder, coming up later in the hour, we're going to hear from uh, the Packers general manager, Brian Gutekinds. He's going to be joining us. And, or not joining us, but he's, uh, we're going to hear his um, take on what's, he, it's the first time he's going to the podium since, uh, you know, everything's gone down with the signing of Aaron Rodgers, the uh, trade for Devontae Adams, uh, the signing of numerous other players. Uh, so we're going to hear, he's down at the owners meetings. So we're going to hear from him uh, coming up in a little bit. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I want to remind you that our opening day broadcast, now a week from Thursday is opening day. The home opening day broadcast is going to be two weeks from Thursday. And we're going to be live at Stenny, second and national Walker's Point. Come on down. We are brought to you by Bud Light and Budweiser. Budweiser, the official beer sponsor of Major League Baseball. We're going to be there early. Uh, come on down and say hello. The broadcast itself begins at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. They're going to open things up. Uh, wings, Bloody Marys, Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread. We're going to have it all. And then uh, later that afternoon, going to put you on the buses. Going to send you over the shuttles that run continuously uh, over to American Family Field. And then you can witness the game, come back, enjoy yourself. But uh, we're going to be on the air for the entire show. Coming up on that Thursday, April 14th, we're going to be live from Stenny, second and National Walker's Point. Make it a point to be there. Going to have a really good time. Going to have a really good time. Uh, Brett, hopefully you're going to have more cigar outings and golf outings this year. I, you know what? I have not heard a word, uh, which is not odd because we're still early in the season, but I have not heard a word from uh, our friends at Quick Trip and Tobacco Outlet Plus yet. So I'll let you know. If we're doing them, yes, I'll let you know. I know they're rebranding. Uh, that I do know. So I don't know what the marketing plans are for that. But as soon as I find something out, we will be sure to let you know. Because I love doing those things. Even if we got to do one ourselves, maybe we do one ourselves. You know? We just uh, take some of their supply and we do it ourselves. Maybe maybe something like that happens. But I'm looking forward to it. So come on down to Stenny, second to National Walker's Point. We're going to have a really, really good time uh, for the Brewers home opener coming up on April 14th. Um, so Ben, now you were at, you know, you're telling me you were actually at the NFL draft back in 2017 in Philadelphia, correct? Yes. So now have you been to a game at Lambeau? I have. Okay. So you've been to, you've been to Green Bay. So you know what it takes being a, a guy that was there in Philly to put on the NFL draft. So if you were going to do it in Green Bay, where would you do it? I don't have a great answer for that. I also, I went to a game in Lambeau. I didn't go around Green Bay and see that much. We parked in the backyard of a Red Lobster, tailgated, and then went to the yeah. game and then drove home. So I didn't really see all of it. So I don't think I, I would have a great idea anyway. But I can say the production of the draft in Philly was like the biggest thing I've ever seen. I think they yeah. had 250,000 total people in the three-day or four-day period. Because uh, uh -huh. they did it outside the steps where the Rocky goes up and he you know right. does the thing. They did it on those steps and on this big parkway, which all it is is space and some roads, which they close often for like music festivals and stuff. So right. it was it was massive. The only thing I could see them doing is, OK, say you want to do it um, on, say, the steps or something like that leading up to Lambeau Field. You put the celebrities you, or not celebrities, the coaches or you, whatever you're going to do and the green room. Up in the 
up in the uh, up in Lambeau Field in the atrium or something, I guess. But then you do the massive production in the in the parking lot. Okay, let's say. I still think the infrastructure. I don't think it's big enough to host the draft. Maybe just the basics of space around Lambeau Field would be, but I don't think it's big enough to actually host the draft. Um, that's just my opinion. I think you need a much, much bigger building. Um, you know, people say, what about the rest center? Was it, put it this way, Ben, was it, how many people, you said, how many people were there actually, now when you say you were at the draft, were you actually there as guys were being chosen, you were sitting there in front of watching them walk across the stage? I was not sitting in the structure, but I can send you a picture. I was of the large mass of humanity in uh, standing. I mean, we were pretty far away because of how many people were there. Because the Rush Center is not a 20,000 seat arena. So it's 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 a smaller arena. It's much smaller than the Pfizer Forum, and I don't think the Pfizer Forum. Um, I, I think the Pfizer Forum would be big enough because they did it at, at Radio City Music Hall for years. So I think the Pfizer Forum would be big enough. I don't know if the Rest Center would be big enough. Now that they've taken this thing outside, and don't forget, they're going to be doing it this year uh, in in the Bellagio, uh, out in front of the Bellagio Hotel. And yeah, wow, when they did it at Grant Park. Down at uh, down in Chicago, that was a massive humanity. And yeah, I just saw your picture. That that's yeah. I don't know where they would do that unless they did it in the parking lot at Lambeau. Yeah, they've kind of as soon as they got out of the music hall and realized that it could be something they do a whole production for. I don't really see them going back to an right. only indoor thing. But I mean, Green Bay is space. It's just a question of whether they, the NFL would come and build whatever structures are needed. Right. Uh, and Chris says, and it's in the spring, so why not the rest center as the staging area um, and the field itself as the stage? Um, here's the reason why, Chris, because we've had snow as late as, you know, going past Mother's Day into May. So you're not out of the woods of, you know, frigid weather. I just don't think they want that. I mean, I could be wrong. They could certainly build something and, you know, uh, you know, make it feasible. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to be 20 below. But I don't know if they want to do it in that particular weather. Although when they did it in Chicago, man, they lucked out because it was nice. Those two or three days they did it down in Chicago. I know for the first day, I think it was raining. It was raining like crazy. And then after that, they had some pretty good, or or it started out nice and then rained like crazy because they did it in Nashville and they pissed off everybody in Nashville that was going down there for party weekends because people just didn't realize it was the same weekend. So they shut down um, whatever that, uh, it wasn't uh, Broadway. the name of the street, Broadway. They shut yeah. down Broadway. And I remember all the, the bachelorette parties sitting outside crying because they couldn't get in. But, uh, but yeah, oh, they I, had all their, they have these little trucks that go around with big, areas in the back where all those bachelorette parties just drink in the back of mm-hmm. cars. And the videos were hilarious. They're like, yeah, we, we right. had all of our things canceled because of, I guess they have a, the NFL. Is yeah. In they got an NFL thing going on. I don't know. Uh, can't so figure good. it out. Yeah. Uh, look, it's not to say they couldn't do it. Cause I look, if they wanted to shut down, if you wanted to actually build a stage, whether it was uh, up with the backdrop of Lambeau field behind it, 
and use the parking lot or with the rest center area and then have Lambeau Field at the opposite end. You could do it. You you could do it. I mean, the rest center only, yeah, ESPN Steve says inside the rest center only holds 10,500. Um, but now that they want to put on these massive productions, they want it outside with, you know, 50, 60,000 people standing around. Um you would have to build, I don't know how you would do it, but you could, you, look, Green Bay would say, the, the city of Green Bay would say, yeah, we'll shut streets down for you, no problem. They'll, they'll shut it down. If you're going to bring the NFL in there with the NFL draft, absolutely. So I don't think it would be that difficult to put something together for the draft. I just think that, you know, they, they require so much with hotel space and areas to be able to set it up. I think the Packers would do a fantastic job. I really do. And that's why I'm a little bit surprised the Packers didn't get it this time. But it's going to give them a, a chance to f- the, the nice thing about going through the process, for anybody that's ever done this, and not necessarily for a uh, you know an, all, an NFL draft, what I'm talking about is anything you've ever had a chance to do, any business will tell you, if you put a proposal together and you don't get the gig, you, the first thing you do is you go back and say, look, I appreciate the fact that you made your decision. I'm not going to ask you to change it. Can you just tell us where we either didn't excel or what we need to do better? What we, you know, because they'll say, okay, well, Detroit had this, 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 and this. Okay. And if you can fix that and add that for your next proposal, then that's what you do. That's the way you go about it. So my assumption is that you know, you you know, if, if it's, say, it's hotel space, okay, well, in another year, maybe another two or three hotels are built, and we go from, you know, 1,000 rooms to 2,000 rooms or 1,000 rooms to 1,500 or whatever the threshold is. I'm just throwing numbers out there. I have no idea. Or maybe they had a better provision for, say, bad weather, and your provision just wasn't enough. Okay, well, maybe you go in that direction. Maybe you say, okay, we need to do something else. What else can we do? Short of bring a big 10 up, you know? So it, there, there's a lot to it. and But one of the things that you can take a look at is what where you fell short and why, and then go about fixing that for the next time it comes around. So, you know, all is not lost and all is not hopeless. It's just, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, it's a little bit disappointing, to say the very least. Uh, 877-867-1670, If you want to hit us up, feel free. Give us a shout. Um, so Pro Football Focus just came out with their latest updated mock draft for needs as free agency continues. They have the Green Bay. Now, I don't know if they've taken this into consideration since this just came out, but they have the Packers, which if this happened... I would assume there would almost be a a revolt. But they have the Packers taking cornerback Trent McDuffie out of Washington. They compare him to Jair Alexander. He draws a lot of similarities to the current Packers corner, Jair Alexander. Considering you just signed the backup, plus Rasul Douglas, and you have Stokes, who had a solid year, plus Jair. I think you'd be a bit crazy. 
They have the Patriots taking with one step above at 21, because the Packers are picking at 22. At 21, New England taking Ohio State wideout Chris Olave. So I got to think the Packers, if Olave is there at 21, I got to think the Packers would be calling the Steelers saying, hey, we know you're probably going to take a, a quarterback. You're probably going to grab the kid out of uh, North Carolina. Um, can we jump up and grab Olave, take him away from New England? I, you got to think that's what they're going to do. And it would also take a chip away from the New England Patriots, who are also in the AFC. So you got to think what they're going to do, if that's the case. 877-867-1670. But they don't have, uh, which I found rather interesting, they don't have Drake London being taken until the Jets take him at number 10. So I, 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 I thought for sure there was a lot of talk about the Falcons grabbing him. Um, possibly the Giants grabbing him. I, I thought he would go higher than that. I'm probably going to be wrong, but it is what it is. Uh, by the way, Ian Rappaport, uh, when we were talking about this a little bit earlier, about the overtime change, or at least the uh, proposal for an overtime change, we're going to hear from him. And what he had to say is the uh, owners continue to discuss changing the rule in overtime. I'll tell you what that's all about when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Put that heart in a blender. Drink it up. Hey, I keep telling you about the postseason uh, when it comes to hockey. Hockey, the Milwaukee Admirals, they are efforting towards a postseason. I believe that they have the team to be able to get it done this year, too. Uh, and all you got to do is go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. They still have some good promos coming up and a lot of great hockey left in this season. Uh, don't let it fool you. I think they're on their way to a Calder Cup, but don't take my word for it. Head down to the UW Panther Arena and see for yourself. And you're seeing some really, really good hockey right now. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. And tell them we sent you. Get some of the good events that they have, some of the good promotions they have going on, and uh, and see for yourself. See for yourself. Um, so uh, Ian Rappaport, and for those that were just, just tuning us in, there's a proposal out there that both teams now, regardless of what happens, gets a chance to touch the ball in overtime in the NFL because, you know, it's a participation trophy kind of world. Ian Rappaport talks about the momentum for the overtime change. Here's what he had to say. There does seem, Andrew, to be at least some momentum to strongly consider change, which isn't much and is not everything. And some of the uh, rule changes we have are, I mean, they're slightly different, a little bit of a tweak. You have one um, from the Philadelphia Eagles and Indianapolis Colts where the two teams would both have a possession in overtime. That seems to be the one that has the most traction time among the competition committee. Then there is uh, another one from the Tennessee Titans where both teams would have a possession 
unless the team that scores first gets a two-point conversion, in which case the game would end. The, the question isn't, is there momentum to get change? It feels like finally that sudden death is kind of going away. It's really just, is there enough momentum to get 24 votes to change? John Mara was talking to reporters yesterday. It was a little unclear. It doesn't seem like he thinks so. So we'll see where it stands tomorrow. So there you go. We'll see what happens tomorrow. There's a lot of little tweaks to this, but it is trending in the direction of both teams getting the ball and uh, having the opportunity to score. And as one, I don't agree with it. Neither does the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin. But as one general manager put it, we are paying 30 and $40 million to these quarterbacks as superstars. People and fans want to see the superstars. So give them the shot to win the game. And that's the direction they're trending. I don't agree with it, but it is what it is. Um, Tim says, I think the Packers will uh, want to get uh, one of the top three receivers we're going to probably have to trade up with Philadelphia, most likely at the 16 spot. From what I'm seeing, based on some of the mock drafts being run, they're rolling the dice if they are just going to sit at 22 and hope that one of them drop into their lap. Yeah, I if you're going to get one of the top four or five, you're trading up. It's that simple. You're trading up. And you know, I mean, just go by going by the conversations at the the combine, you can kind of see teams spend more time with certain players that maybe they have an interest in, just like the Packers did with Chris Olave. You kind of get that sense that might be the direction they're going to go. I think a lot of the other drafts, you just take it one at a time, and you're saying, okay, what does the team need? Here it is. But in reality, you're gonna, you you got to look at the desperation of a team, and I think the Packers right now with that wide receiving core being so – you know, so depleted, they're kind of desperate. I think we can all agree upon that. And if they don't get somebody that they have their sights set on between now and the draft, which there's not anybody of big note out there, chances are you got to you got to fortify it eventually after a June first cutdown. Unless you bring in, you know, somebody now that's a veteran for a prove it kind of deal with a lot of incentives, you're going to have to jump up in the draft and get another guy you know, and hope that he turns out to be uh, uh, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson or something like that, and then hope that they have that kind of a rookie of the year type of season. That's what you're going to have to do. And then maybe after the June 1st cutdowns, you look at that and revisit that all over again to see if, uh, if indeed you can grab one other guy that can come in and help your team. Matt says, if I know the NFL correctly, they would then charge the host city to actually have the NFL draft, so who the hell needs it? Yeah, but... Okay, let's say they do that. And I don't know if they do or not, but let's say they do that to host the city. You spend a lot of money to make money. You'll make money. You'll make the Packers will make money, the city will make money. You're guaranteed to sell out that weekend for hotel rooms. The businesses nearby will all profit. Um the the Packers will certainly they'll be, you know, you'll be sold out of tours, you'll be sold out of Hall of Fame tours, you'll be your your merchandise department will be just doing a boon of a business. When they normally wouldn't be in April, I mean, yeah, you, you would do really, really well if you're the city of Green Bay. You'd do really well. There, there would be no reason at that point not to do it. If you get re- awarded the, put it this way, had they been awarded the draft today, they would be giddy over having the NFL come into Green Bay to host the 2024 NFL draft. So to say who needs it, we, the Packers do. 
and the Packers would then gain a day of of ilk because they're going to be losing one this year due to the overseas play. So, yeah, you take that. Um, Robin says, besides Rodgers, have you ever heard from the Packers of a prospect? They were lucky and happy that they drafted. They didn't expect to be there when they drafted them. Hmm. That's a great question. Uh, I know that they were, they felt lucky to get Clay Matthews. So, I mean, I, I know they were glad he was there at the time they drafted him, put it that way. So I know that. Um, but as far as, hmm, that's a great question. I'm trying to think who else was there um, that they were giddy over. I don't know off the top of my head. I remember I remember when Devontae was drafted. He but he was in the second round, but I remember when Devontae was drafted that there was this thought that they really kind of found something. Um but as far as being a top pick, you know, I know that, you know, they were happy they got Nick Perry. That never turned out. Uh, I remember when they drafted Derek Sherrod. I, I, I was, when they, when they were bringing Derek Sherrod in, and he, it's, it's kind of a shame. On one hand, you can say, okay, it turned out to be a complete bust. But on the other hand, he just started to show some signs of being something. And then he snapped that leg. And that was pretty much it for him. Um, Ted Thompson was happy to see Brian Balaga because they were trying to figure out what they were going to do with him, but they wanted him. He, he was the best available tackle at the time, and they were giddy that he fell to them. That goes back some years. I think that was 2010 because that was the year they won the Super Bowl because Towsher went down with a knee injury. Balaga stepped in, and they never looked back. That turned out really, really well. Um, But, yeah, beyond that, uh, man, beyond that, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I know they were glad – that um, they picked up Clay Matthews. I know they were somewhat surprised Clay Matthews was the, they had the ability to get him at 25, 26. You know, they were, they were giddy over Jordy. Uh, you're right, Steve. Steve said they were, uh, Jordy, Ted thought he should have been a first round pick. They were excited about Jordy. But then again, same year, they were excited. Correct me if I'm wrong. They were excited that Brian Brom was there as a backup that they could groom. Right. But yes, you're right. Uh, Jordy Nelson, they were excited about Jordy. That that's it's the last time, really, that you look at some of these guys. and You're like, wow, you know, boy, they were really good. Now I know they talked uh, pretty highly of Josh Myers coming out of this year's draft, this past year's draft. They, and and he turned out to be the real deal, no doubt. But I don't I don't I don't know anybody else that you kind of went, oh my god, I can't believe they were there, which is. 
again, I hate to do this. This is like getting kicked in a bean sack all over again. But I, Patrick, God, he was just sitting right there. And they chose Jordan Love. Just, oh, my God. I, I can't do this. I can't do this to myself. It's also, it's almost masochistic to, to continually just throw your junk into a vice and twist the vice tighter. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, when we come back, we're hoping to hear from Brian Gudekinst. He should be coming to the podium just about any point in time. We should be able to touch base and at least hear some of the things that he has to say for the first time uh, publicly since the signing of Aaron Rodgers, the trade of Devontae Adams, and everything else that's gone on in the Packers organization. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael Shell, we continue on. Hopefully you're enjoying the day. Uh, we are hoping to hear from Brian Goodekinst. If we don't, it's because maybe they're not actually broadcasting it. We don't see that because they're like, Ben, you said they're what, doing this from a parking lot or something? It looks like they are outside of a Motel 6 parking lot, but also <laughs> next to the beach. Okay. It's a really funny dynamic. Uh, yeah, they, there's a hotel where the, uh, owners and general managers meetings are taking place and all the coaches, everybody's there. Everybody's got an entourage. They're all there. And the, I, I saw some stuff that they were doing. They basically take these backdrops with them everywhere and they put a table up and they set it up and where the camera shows it's, it is what it is. It's just a small little backdrop. You know, you would never know that they're in a goofy area. But we were hoping to hear from uh, from Brian Gutekinds before um, before the uh, the end of the day. So um, Matt Schneidman, is, uh, who took a picture, it's like some courtyard out of the back of the hotel. It's not a Motel Six, I'll tell you that right now, because it is some extravagant resort in Florida. But apparently, we're being told now it's going to be in about fifteen to 20 minutes that he should be talking, but uh, nevertheless, maybe he's just talking to the media and not doing it broadcast wise. So we'll see if he does talk and it, it, it appears we'll get it. Maybe it's doesn't, what Florida motel sixes look like. Okay. Mate. Well, that's possible. Um, maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. So Mike Sando uh, covers the NFL. Said how GM Howie Roseman, Eagles GM Howie Roseman, holding court in a parking lot of a Motel Six where the NFL meetings are being held. That's not a Motel Six. I'll tell you that right now. That's not a Motel Six. Uh, but it looks as if these guys are talking to the media, all of which are standing there with handheld recorders. So we will not be most likely hearing this live. We'll get bits and pieces of it and snippets of it later on down the road. So, but nothing as of right now when it comes to uh, the Packers general manager. Although, 
Lovey Smith is uh, is sitting in front of a microphone talking to the media. I see that. Yeah, Goody spoke to them. It was only he did speak to them. Okay, it was only a couple. He uh, just wrapped up a. They said twenty minutes with just a couple of us. Um, so Matt Schneiman of the Athletic talks about the trading of Devontae Adams, extending Aaron Rodgers, and so much more. So he met with the media, but it is not being broadcast, unfortunately. So maybe you'll hear bits and pieces of it over on uh, on uh, Packers dot com eventually, but. And if there's something that we can pull up, we'll grab it. But if not, my apologies for not being able to get it. But I do see that Lovey Smith is in front of the uh, the microphone right now, as a matter of fact. 877-867-1670. Mark says, hey, Bill, you're going to be back at Hinterland this year for the postgame show. Good question. I don't know where we're going to be. We're currently working on that. That's something that's on the docket if you will. Uh, the Bill and the gang in Hinterland, they're great people. We'd, we'd love to be able to do that again this year. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Good call, though. Good remembering, though. I appreciate that. I do. Uh, Devin says, hey, Bill, uh, cannot wait for the Brewers' pregame broadcast. Are you going to be doing it again this year? Uh, we didn't do a pregame broadcast this year or last year. Do you mean uh, postgame? I'm confused, Devin. Um, don't don't know. Or if you're talking about opening day, maybe. Maybe I'm reading this wrong. But if you're talking about opening day, opening day is going to be down at Stenny's. We're going to do that. Uh, the, the home opener will be at Stenny's. The, uh, the opener a week from Thursday, we're just going to be on the air. That's a day game at Wrigley. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. I think that's a day game at Wrigley. So uh, on many of these stations, we may be bumped for about an hour. You might lose about an hour of the show, which means you're going to have to download. Uh, going to have to get back at it this year for those day games because you're going to have to download the app, the Zone app. Or you can listen to us on the iHeart app. Uh, or you can listen to us on, you know, go to the Bill, thebillmichaels.com. You can listen to us there. There's going to be plenty of ways to pay attention. But I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, that's a day game. And the Brewers will be, uh, like, cutting the end of this program by about an hour on many of the stations. But we will still be here. Yeah, it's one twenty on April 7th. A one twenty start time? Okay, which, which means the pregame show. So probably around to 1 is when we yeah. switch off. Yeah, so we'll lose probably the last hour of the show on the air. On the air. So, we, which, you know, you can still get us on many of the apps and all that kind of stuff. Now, we'll talk some lineups, though. Y'all got yeah. Some we'll pitchers matchups. We'll umpires. bring you all the fun and fun and frivolity and pageantry that is opening day. We'll get you all the possible sound we possibly can. All that kind of stuff. Hell yes. Got to know who's behind the plate. Got to get Damn mad at straight. somebody when they lose. Damn straight. We got to get. Uh, I, I'm. We're in the process of putting together a new studio here at the house, and one of the things we're trying to do is to hook into live sound. Uh, obviously, we have to credit whoever we're using. But if we can hook into live sound, uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, live audio sound, whether it's coming from uh, the Packers or the Brewers or the Bucks or whatever it is, uh, you know, different networks, maybe from Bally's or what have you. But we're trying to hook into live sound that we can just pot up and pot down at certain periods of time. So we would love to love to have that. But we're still still working on it. Still working on it. 
Uh, Frankie J says, unit, love the program, love the amount of money you guys raised last week. Uh, I enjoyed meeting you. I was the guy at the end of the bar that kept ordering the Manhattans. Frankie, I remember that. Um, you, But also, Frankie, you tip 50 bucks. If I'm not mistaken, you sat at the corner. There's a little outlet of the bar at the end of Albanese's Roadhouse, so the main bar in the inside. You sat at the end. You sat off to what would be my right, your left, and you were ordering the Manhattans. Every time you'd ordered one, I'd go, ugh. Because between making all the big mixed drinks, especially in Wisconsin, you got to get your your old fashions correct. So I kind of left that to Joey Albanese for him to make. But he'd order the old fashions and giggle. And then I'd bring him a beer and he'd get pissed off. He'd say, I didn't order this. I'd say, well, that's what you're drinking. But if you're, if I remember correctly, Frankie, you ordered the Manhattan five times. I gave you five different beers and you tipped me 50 bucks. And I, I, if you're the one, thank you so much. That was that was a lot of fun. That was a good time. Good dude. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Grant Bills respond. By the way, Grant listening to the program, and I had tweeted out. I said the good thing for Green Bay being a finalist for the NFL draft is that they can now find out their shortcomings and fix whatever needs to be fixed, and then resubmit a bigger and better proposal. They'll get it sooner rather than later. Grant responded. And now I love Grant, like a third cousin. But Grant responded, their shortcoming is being Green Bay. It's Green Bay. Come on. Come on. Green Bay's got something to offer. I, th- I, think, I think Green Bay will get it. At some point here, sooner rather than later, Green Bay's going to get it. I just, I believe that. I really do. I believe it. Um, but I, I think it'll happen. I don't know if it's going to happen for the 2024 draft or not, but I think it'll happen. I really do. Um, total, totally green Bay, um, which I think his name's Mike. Cause it's got Mike at 82, um, says, do the Packers really need a big wide receiving core or just a better quarterback? If Aaron Rodgers is forced to play quarterback, I think this team is going to be just fine. Spread the ball. No, I get it. Spread the ball around, and you're going to see the results. I understand all of that. Thank you. But I think you still, now this is under my train of thinking, you still need that guy. You still need that guy to be um, somebody who the defense pays attention to. You still need a guy that's that's going to be um, where they're going to flow to safety, or they could possibly double team, or e- even you know you don't want to leave them one on one. You know you need you need a guy that's going to open up everybody else that can also beat the double team. You still need that dude. You can't you, you can't go into the season with what you have. You, you just can't. You look at the teams that just went to the postseason. You look at the teams that were in the Super Bowl. Each team had three legit number one wide receivers on their roster going into that game. You can't go into it with Al Lazard, Randall Cobb, and a bunch of dudes. You, you can't. Uh, by the way, the Brewers lineup today, Adam McAlvey notes, is probably going to be the starting lineup for opening day. Colton Wong at second, Lorenzo Kane in center, Christian Yelich batting third, playing left. 
McCutcheon behind Yelich at the DH position. Adamas at short. Telez at first. Renfro and right. Narvaez at catch. Peterson at third. Corbin Burns on the hill. Again, Wong, Kane, Yelich, McCutcheon, Adamas, Telez, Renfro, Narvaez, Peterson, and Corbin Burns taking the hill. That is a 310 central time start from Arizona. There you go. You know why I love this time of year, Bill? Why is that? It's the time we get to look at spring training stats and throw out the ones that are bad and say they don't matter. But then for two guys that go crazy, we're like, oh, look at what he's doing in spring training. Well, I always look at the two guys that go crazy, and then I look at the first two weeks of the regular season. Because if they stay hot or pitch extremely well, it's usually an indicator that it's going to continue. They found something. Otherwise, you get a lot of guys that will hit, oh, my God, he's hitting 650 with four home runs in three weeks down in spring training, and he's got an on-base percentage of this. And then his first 12 at-bats, he's one for 12 with a base hit, four strikeouts, you know, that type of thing. And you're like, oh, this, this, you know, this, this isn't, this isn't what we saw. Just an FYI. Um, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Final segment of the Bill Michael show. It's all coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network. If you are looking for an RV, if you are looking for a fifth wheel, if you are looking for a motorhome, a camper van, travel trailer, whatever it is, Cunis RV, they got you covered. Jayco Alliance Coachman. Uh, there's Dutchman. Forest Rivers are beautiful. They really are. Nexus, which is what we had last year. Keystone, Winnebago. They got them all. Stop into one of their many Cunis RV locations right now, and you can take advantage of uh, the upcoming summer deals. And uh, the best APR financing you can find. Uh, you know, Cunis, they're offering top dollar for trade-ins, consignment, and if you're looking to sell your camper but you don't want all the headaches, they can take care of that for you. They do it all. Big or small, it doesn't matter. Cunis RV. They go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. Again, CunisRV.com. There you have it. Um, Kevin says, um, what? Other than hotels within 30 minutes, I don't see what else they need. Isn't that what Murphy is doing? Rest Center is completely redone. Titletown is pretty much done. Only other issue I see is the new construction happening at Lambeau Field. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Kevin says you got to get a, you got to get better strippers. Uh, the nightlife for the out of town media. No, you don't have to do that. Hold the draft in the Dells. Yeah, if you want to do that, hold the draft in the Dells. You're right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why does everything major have to do with strippers? That's what I want to know. It's because of the Texas assistant coach. I, I get By the way, didn't he uh, get in trouble with his monkey? Again? I is, Didn't you send me something over the weekend that the uh, he, he either <laughs> lost his monkey or something? No, last night. So when, after Will Smith slapped 
Uh, oh, after the slap at the Oscars, okay. someone tweeted, I haven't been this excited to check Twitter since the Texas assistant coach got in trouble with uh, his with girlfriend the, the who was a stripper assassin. and her yeah. pent monkey bit, bit a gotcha. kid. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I, I saw that briefly, and I was like, uh-oh. We got a, a stripper, the pole assassin, and her monkey back in the news. Okay, nah, there we go. I'm still monitoring the legal proceedings. What so, is it about, quote, nightlife that you have to have? And it, don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody's been to a, a strip club or something at one point or another. Well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people have. They've either been to the, quote, gentleman's club, a nightclub or a strip club. So what is it about we have to bolster our position in the community uh, as far as putting a proposal together for major cities that involves, quote, nightlife and strip clubs? Oh, it's how Philly got James Harden. Right? Uh, It's just, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because he was at a strip club during quarantine. Had that fake mask on. No, there's a club um, in Houston that has his jersey, like, retired, hanging from the rafters. Right, but didn't he get in trouble for going to a birthday party there No, that, during that, quarantine? That was Lou Williams. I thought it was James Harden. I thought he went to a, a, a birthday party that included a strip club after the fact during the – when you're everybody's supposed to be in their, in their NBA bubbles. No, that was Lou Williams because they had the best okay. wings in Atlanta. Okay. Just anyway, that being said, it always comes back to who, what city has the best strippers. Now, Detroit, I will say they got uh, what is it? You go, go across the border into Windsor, but I don't think you can do that anymore. Can you get into Canada now? I think without so. your vaccinations and everything, did they open up the borders? Because I know Canada was incredibly restrictive when it came to uh, when it came to uh, vaccination and and masks and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you still can or not. I don't, I don't keep up on all of the best places to go for strippers, um, vaccination or unvaccination places. I, I don't I don't follow the policy, so I'm, I'm sorry I'm a little out of touch on that. <laughs> Wasn't Wisconsin's first outbreak in 2020 like, at a strip club in the Dells? I, who could tell? Remember they said the world was coming to an end because they held Sturgis, you know? It, but, you know, people are gathering for events everywhere. It's, just, it's, it's crap. You know, which I found it interesting uh, going back to that. A buddy of mine who worked in Florida for the uh, um, like their version of the CDC told me that it was unless somebody was willing to give you the information, you were not allowed to ask for uh, history. So you if so this whole uh, contact tracing thing was kind of bogus unless somebody actually gave it up first rather than telling you because you weren't allowed to ask because of HIPAA rules. Because you couldn't say, hey, were you in contact with this person because they have COVID, so you then gave it up. They, they couldn't say that because that person's rights, unless you waive them, were for COVID. You, that, that's a medical ailment. So anyway, I'm getting way off track, so I, I don't even know where all that came from. But uh, Jeff says, uh, you're cracking me up. Uh, I always thought that they needed better strip clubs. In Green Bay, after the closing of Tilted Kilt and Hooters, it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is, Bill. We don't need a dome so they can, you know, have a passing offense in the playoffs. Right. They just need more establishments. Yeah. Well, remember, wasn't it? Uh, oh, God. Um, 
Oh God, the crazy guy that was the sack uh, sack leader coming out of New York. He got busted for cocaine. God, his name escapes me. How can I forget this? Strahan? No, it wasn't Strahan. It was prior to him. Oh, played for Parcells. Won the Super Bowl with Parcells. God, I'm I'm Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Thank you very much, Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor used to go to into the cities. Uh, and, and the opponent that he was playing, he would send strippers to their room. You know, so if he was going up against the offensive tackle of the Packers and, you know, Bakhtiari that night, if he was staying in a hotel the night before, like the Packers do, he would send strippers to his room. <laughs> He'd find out what his surname was at the hotel and send strippers, pay him to go over there, trying to wear him out. I guess there's some kind of strategy to it. Not in my world, not in Ben's world. We're clean-cut American dudes. All right, the Monday show is in bed. Thank God. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. <laughs> Stay tuned. Till then, time for us to go. Have a go. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.